0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lefty Rule the World podcast for Saturday, May 7th, 2022. Brian back here with you. Finally have a guest on the show, Jackson, a good friend of mine. How's it going, man?
1: Good, how you doing, man? Uh, It's good to be on the show
0: i'm glad you stayed here after i almost just threw my laptop out the window we were recording for what 15 20 minutes and then something happened here and (laughs) nothing fucking recorded you gotta love technology so i'm just not even gonna touch a goddamn thing until we're done here and hopefully it fucking works
1: (laughs) uh good old technology
0: yeah right fucking fuck it all um, anyways, like we normally do, we start with a random thought of the day, and, and mine is... Well, for everyone listening, it'll be random, but it's not random anymore to you and I. Uh, someone was just getting something delivered here from FedEx, and uh, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I ordered a, a Lego set from Lego.com, and it got delivered via FedEx, and it was delivered on time, but FedEx's website told me it was going to be delayed... Uh, that day, uh, it was out on the truck, and it was supposed to be delivered between like, I think they said ten and one thirty or something like that. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. It was the Saturday, I was home anyways, and I'm like whatever. And at like one thirty, the web page just changed to delayed. I'm like, oh, what the hell? So I ran downstairs to grab my mail. And sure enough, there's my package from FedEx with my Lego set sitting right there at my door. I was like, what the fuck? And to this day, literally a week and a half later, it says that my package is still delayed. And I'm like, you know, FedEx just sucks. Like, every time I order something from them, I put in my mind at least an extra week's worth of time on that delivery date. And then it might actually be on time. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know about you, but
1: FedEx sucks. I mean, I ordered something off eBay. I think it was a couple months ago, and I, you know, it shipped through FedEx. And me personally, I would have had it shipped through probably USPS because they're they been pretty good. And uh, it, it was it was delayed. I mean, it said um, it, so at one point it, it got lost in shipment from probably my assumption would probably be at their you know their shipping hub. So I had to make a freaking claim to try to get my money back, and that took a while to even, I think that, that was a, a long process just to get my freaking money back. Um, but uh, I, I, I was watching a video on YouTube once, and uh, this guy was, apparently there's some shipping companies will allow you to ship to North Korea. Why would you want to ship something to North Korea? I don't know. But um, this guy shipped an Apple AirTag and uh, he was getting all sorts of issues. And um, I, I said it got it delivered, but it really got delivered. You could tech, you know, check the air tag, and it was like delivered in Russia. And what was it? <laughs> so the whole shit, one was shipped to South Korea. I mean, it's the whole, the whole shipping thing, the whole system really sucks. It's, and it's only been getting worse, but I have to say, I, I, I haven't really had that many issues with USPS um but fedex it's fedex you know, blows like, FedEx <laughs> blows. i mean my, my father has used fedex and um just the other day he was sending some things out and it, again it gets lost and i'm like how do you lose the freaking package i mean i get there's there's some circumstances where you lose it but how do you lose the damn package
0: yeah you know that's so, just
1: uh, fedex has just been they're garbage i, I would never use fedex
0: yeah I, I try to avoid it at all costs um I've I've always had good luck, like you were saying with the USPS and UPS. They're normally pretty pretty good.
1: Yeah, I never really have issues with them. Yeah, no,
0: they're 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 normally on top of their game.
1: USPS actually, um, I had to send some stuff in to get some, uh, uh, some milling done. And um, but they they're usually pretty quick. I mean, they they give you like a time frame, you know, when you get the receipt and you ship it out. It's, yeah, and they're like it'll be you know it be Friday. But I I found that they usually ship at least a couple days before, if, if, you know, one to two days before the scheduled date. So they're they're pretty
0: quick. Yeah, that's I I haven't had problems with them really, and I I don't think I've ever had anything get lost either, but. shit, I think it was UPS. Yeah, it was UPS, actually. And I was kind of annoyed with them, actually, this summer. Them and Best Buy kind of in combination, if you will. Because I uh, ordered my new iPhone and paid for the express shipping so it would be here in, like, a day and a half, two days, whatever. And on Best Buy's website... It didn't say anything about it being sent out or delivered or anything like that. And I'm sitting here going, okay, where's my shit? And I got online and had to wait like 10 minutes to finally just chat with someone online. He's like, oh yeah, it'll be there in time. I'm like, how can you tell me that when it doesn't even say on your website that it's... He's like, well, you paid for the express shipping and handling, so it'll be there. I'm like, again, there's been no updates. And before Best Buy's website even updated, I had my phone. Like I didn't have any tracking number information from UPS. I didn't have I didn't have anything. And then you know, dudes knocking at my door trying to get a signature for my my phone. I'm like, well, shit, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, I
1: remember like,
0: that. Like, it, yeah, it, it showed up on time and everything, which is fantastic. I was just like, what the hell are you guys doing?
1: Best Buy. Um, I I usually don't have an issue with Best Buy when it comes to like pickup. Um, I think one time I the only issue I had with Best Buy pickup was that they took too long. I think I bought um, where did I buy I Either bought the iPad or some electronic. I, I can't remember. I think it was the iPad. Um, and I ordered it and I did like you know curbside pickup. And, it, you know, they give you, like, the estimated time or whatever, like, okay, it'll be done here, or, you know, we'll contact you when it's ready. And I think it was, like, well, you know, it was at least a day and a half until it was ready. And I'm, like, usually they're pretty quick, because I've done curbside pickup, or, you know, pickup with them in the past. They're usually pretty quick, but, you know, it's, yeah, again, it's, it's kind of, it is... You know, unfortunately in these times, you know, they are, a lot of businesses are, um, you know, lacking employees. So.
0: Yeah, a little shorthanded, but, you know, they, they've normally been on top of their thing. I mean, when I ordered my, uh, I got the Xbox Series S through them, when you really couldn't get one, I'd Just about every morning when I was looking for one after my Xbox One kind of just had a stroke and to this day, like I plugged it in last week to see if it, I don't know, sorted itself off while it wasn't plugged in. Um, It will not get past that green launch screen for whatever reason, something just fried in it or something finally. And, it, you know, it, it's whatever. It happens with technology sometimes, especially game consoles. When you, they, they get to a certain age, they just kind of sort of stop sometimes. And uh, I finally saw one morning before I went out to work that uh, Best Buy had... They, they, the store didn't actually have it, and they would ship it to the store. They had them in, like, a warehouse or some shit like that, I guess. And... I uh, bought it, had it set up for curbside pickup because delivery would have been an extra fifty bucks. I'm like, fuck you, what? yeah, I'm like yeah, fuck you. Ship it to the store for free, and I'll take the ten minute drive over to Best Buy to pick the goddamn thing up. Um, and I did did that, and it actually showed up at the store like a day and a half early from when they originally estimated. I'm like, oh shit, sweet. So ran over and grabbed that. And that's been working for me ever since. And then the only other thing that I've, uh, that I've ordered for pickup from them that I can remember off the top of my head was my, uh, my DJI FPV drone. And that, they had that in the store and it was, you know, I know, it, it was the same day. I, I didn't really pay attention. I ordered it, um, before I left for work and then on my way back home from work, I picked it up so
1: now with the the xbox because i got the old i think i got the i
0: don't like got you probably got, got the the xbox one. one
1: yeah but it's got the, the the drive in it so now the new consoles are what all digital or do so, they make ones with drives in it anymore or no? yeah
0: the series s is all digital The Series X is, uh, it has got your CD drive in it or your disk drive in it.
1: So, how do you get all your, you know, disk games on your digital Xbox? How do you transfer that stuff? Or do you have to, like, go back and, do you have to, like, buy
0: them all? Or is there a way to transfer them? As far as I'm aware, you'd have to buy them again. Uh, luckily, and I guess unluckily for me at the same rate, my, uh, old Xbox the the disc drive shit the bed long before the rest of it did so i had at the point i didn't have too many disc copies of games and they were doing digital downloads so most of my games were already digital so i was just like oh well i guess either the series s or the x will work for me because i don't don't really have a choice anymore cuz the uh, like i said that that this disc drive died in my old Xbox, a long, long time ago. So uh, mo- most of my games were already digital, so it didn't really matter to me whether I got a digital Xbox or a digital slash drive Xbox.
1: Are the uh, the digital games are they cheaper than like DVD games or?
0: Sometimes, um, when they fir- I noticed when they first came out that that they'd be like five to ten bucks cheaper but now they're about the same price because you know everybody's greedy yeah,
1: yeah. so um i don't know so I, if you've heard about this but i was reading online that um elon musk of all people um, apparently he wants to kind of make twitter into like a subscription platform um, he wants to call it like product uh, uh, product X. I I don't know what that's going to entail. So he wants to do something subscription based. So I'm wondering if he's going to if he's going to kind of change Twitter into a, like a streaming platform. Um, so that would be pretty cool if he kind of takes on YouTube or some or YouTube or you know even Netflix, which I I think Netflix is dying honestly. Um, I think they're going bankrupt because they, they can't put any good content out anymore they have some good shows but you know they really have taken off a lot of the good shows um, so now they got some good you know Netflix series but a lot of them to be honest with you are, they kind of suck except Ozark um, I love Ozark and I have to watch the last season um, so I, I wonder what Elon Musk what his plans are going to be with this uh this product x because he wants to make a subscription
0: um i was about to say what kind of subscription like subscription as in you have to pay to use twitter now because if that's the case it it would make sense because well he just shelled out what was that 45 billion dollars for it so yeah he's gonna he's gotta (laughs) make his money back somehow
1: see i think what musk is gonna do and i think whatever he's gonna do he's gonna try to increase you know the revenue And I think down the road, I think he's going to sell Twitter. Honestly, I think he's going to sell Twitter to like, you know, I really could see Google buying Twitter or even Facebook. I don't know if Facebook would. I don't know if if that would even be allowed. Um, But I definitely could see like Google or even Apple. Honestly, I could see him selling the, the Apple and making twice the value on it. Because uh, I really don't think – Musk is always – I've always seen Musk as – don't get me wrong. He's a freaking genius on what he does with SpaceX and Tesla. He's a, he's a really smart guy. But I don't – I see him as kind of like the, the meme god, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Musk is – he's not a meme, but he's kind of a meme, you know. Um, so I think he's buying Twitter to, to resell. I think he's going to sell it to Apple or, you know, Google or someone's going to buy it. Um, so I, I don't, I, you know, who knows? Maybe his intentions really are to, you know, kind of make freedom of speech back. You know, there's no freedom of speech on, on Twitter. Yeah. You I know, mean, you any say one thing negative about, you know, about Biden or. Um, or his son, or something, and and you go to Twitter jail. So who knows what's going to happen?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I I I disagree slightly. I don't think he's buying it to turn around and sell it later. I think he really wants to kind of sort of protect uh, free speech. And and the the problem with it is, God damn it, Andrew, stop texting me. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it keeps popping up. I have my phone on Vibrate, but it keeps popping up because I'm using my MacBook to record here. It keeps popping Dude. up like that. But anyways. Um He said maybe he'd come bother us on a podcast, which he can definitely do. Let me just text him. I'll pop on. I was uh, reading that Donald Trump's
1: uh okay. I think it's called like truth. Social media. Earlier.
0: Yeah, I I don't think that's gonna go anywhere. But um, I don't either.
1: But apparently, on on uh, in like it's like the third most downloaded, or um, uh, I don't know, it's like third most downloaded uh, so, uh, social media, right? now.
0: Right. But the, the the biggest problem I see with really any social media, even with Elon Musk buying Twitter, is <clears throat> the the law. There's a law out there, and I don't know exactly what it's called or what it is. And I know it was made somewhere in the early to mid-90s. And what it does is it gives any um, corporation like that's pretty much based online or with a website the power to suspend or ban or kick people off of their quote-unquote service if what they're doing or saying on your website or your quote-unquote service, i.e. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, goes against their use of terms and service agreement that you have to agree to before you, you know, use their product just like everybody and everything. Are you sure that's cool? No, fuck off. God damn it. Hold on a minute.
1: Everyone to listening to to this podcast is going
0: to hear Uh, can you invite him to the call?
1: Yeah,
0: I, I can Jack is going to There we go Um, so anyways I, what was I even saying here? Uh Oh yeah, that stupid outdated internet law. Yeah. Um, so the, every time you make an account, every time you like buy a new phone or whatever, you know that service user agreement you, you have to agree to or you can't use the damn damn thing. It's the same thing with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace. You know whatever whatever social media you're on, um, and, and that allows them at that point essentially to say, Oh, well, you know, you violated our use of your know, the service agreement because we consider what you just said and you may be speaking one hundred percent unadulterated facts and truth, but they can interpret it as being hate speech or bullying or slander or something like that and tell you what? to to get fucked. What was that noise?
1: That was... uh I'm waiting for him to get on here. I don't think he's on
0: yet. Alright. But, uh... Yeah, so I, that was... that. That's what allows them to kind of sort of get away with that. And I think... I mean, I know for a fact if... that... If... Elon is serious about we're bringing, not even bringing back, but maintaining an actual freedom of speech, and you know it's up to the end user to disseminate that and find out for themselves whether what has been said is fact or fiction or any their part. Um, I I know for a fact that there's going to be a new service user agreement for anybody on Twitter and. Who's already on Twitter that says, hey, you can say whatever the fuck you want, but we're not going to take any responsibility for what you do with that information because you have to be the one that's not a complete, utter bell end and figure out what is actually true, what's real, what's not. See, and, and I do agree that,
1: you know, every business has the right to have their terms and conditions but at the same time, too, I think I think that the freedom of speech, the First Amendment, still should apply to uh, you know even even private company. Um, you know, I, I, again, I, I do agree with terms and conditions. You know, but for someone to express how they feel about um, you know their current president online and immediately get banned because you said something negative. Um, you know, that's kind of where I draw a line, like, hey, you know, this person is just voicing their opinion. Uh, you know, it, it it's all kind of ties into what what, what bothers me, and um, Rand Paul actually did a, a um, put po- there was posted online of uh, one of the, I believe it was a Senate hearing, or not, maybe not a Senate hearing, but a, one of the committee hearings, about how the Biden administration wants to start a, um, you know, a, a, what is it, a, um, a, a fake news committee, you know.
0: <laughs> of course <laughs> they do. And,
1: and that kind of, like, you know, it kind of hits me a little weird because it's like I think the government needs to stay out of it. You know, yes, there. I think that it's up. I think it's up to us, you know, citizens to to report any fake news or, uh, you know, because um, yes, there is fake news. Obviously, there are. I mean, you can go on Facebook and or even Instagram, and there's always going to be you know fake news about anything, anything political, and then you know, all it all takes is a quick Google search, and and bam, it's not facts. Uh, let me add
0: Andrew here to the call. No, oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Third call. We got so many fucking windows Walk. open here. I don't even know. Oh, and it looks like we're on hold now. So I guess I'll keep talking. Oh wait, what's going on? Uh, uh hold on, hold on. Yo. Did did we do it?
1: I think it worked.
0: Hopefully, All everyone shit. here. I'm here.
1: Sweet. Andrew.
0: Oh, he, he's got, on my screen, he's got the little loady thing. Oh. Oh. There we go.
2: Hey. I, when I turned right the, the, of the camera.
0: Oh, for <laughs> Christ's
2: sake. Also, my Logitech headset won't connect to my Mac. So, there's that.
0: Fucking Apple products, I swear to God. And, uh, As I sit here <laughs> surrounded by a MacBook Pro, an iPhone, an <laughs> iPod, and an iPad... Um,
1: yeah, but no. <laughs> you know what? He spent two grand on a computer, and he can't even use a Logitech headset.
0: Wow. No, I didn't. I bought this one from you for six hundred dollars, bitch. It, well, that's
1: oh. and has it running.
0: it's fine. good. It. I mean, I I also haven't tried to connect a Logitech headset to it, but yeah, I mean, you guys
1: got to get one of I, these mic sets that I got going on. Here.
0: I've I've got my mic. I just don't have that boom stand mm-hmm. like you have because I have also got a fucking Titanic on my de- same desk that I used to podcast with. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> That's true too, yeah. Yeah. You should see
1: if that thing floats. It doesn't. <laughs> That's
0: fucked up. So so someone uh a guy by the name of Brixie on um YouTube uh got the set. He actually got it early, the bastard. And uh a, a little while after he got it, he he got he went I think he went at random like Walmart and got a kiddie pool filled it up with water and tried to put this thing in and it uh it so it sorta of floats, it won't stay upright, it'll tip over on its side and still float, but it won't actually like float float. That's weird.
2: Jesus, what
1: is that tapping sound?
0: That's Andrew typing at eight thousand miles an hour. So, so Andrew,
1: what's going on? Yeah, yeah, by good, by good, the
0: good, way, ladies and gentlemen, we've been recording this whole time. This is Andrew, my other good friend. How's it
2: going, man? I'm good. How are you?
0: Uh we are fan
2: <clears throat> fantastic. If fantastic. I don't. fantastical. Thank you for welcoming me to the conversation.
0: Any anytime, sir. For both of you for that matter.
1: So Andrew, I I, I know you're uh you're an Elon Musk fan? Oh uh, God. We, I am as well. But uh, did you see that uh, that Elon Musk wants to make Twitter into a? Uh, it, he hasn't specified what exactly he wants to do. I know he said something about he wants to make somewhere in the range of 100 million new uh, new users. But he's calling something called Product X, and he wants to make Twitter a uh, a subscription platform.
0: OnlyFans 2.0, here we know. come.
2: Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, I I heard about that. <clears throat> so I don't know. There's two sides of that. I mean, there's probably a good portion of the Twitter user base where people would be like, "Hey, let, let's let's get on board with that. Let's you know, I'm willing to pay a dollar a month for somebody who's willing to work on Twitter and make it better and be able to filter out all the old kind of um, the board members, the some of the employees, and bring in people who are going to make that kind of a uh, if, 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 if if he if everything comes true, um, you know, make it like a very free speech platform. If that is one thing that Elon's promising with it, but um, I don't know. The subscription thing is probably something that would be more well-known later on as to why it would be a subscription and what the reasoning or like what the subscription would bring a user because right Brian. now you got it objectively and you're like well why would I pay for a social network that's stupid I have three or four other social networks I can join for free and stay on for free Well so, you, you'd yeah, pay for
0: know. it because the man just shelled out 45 billion dollars for it. he's got to make that up somehow
2: But I wonder <laughs> if he's gonna take
1: Twitter into like a streaming type of like you know uh, platform. Where you know he'll compete against maybe you know Hulu and Netflix when if they still exist. Um, so I wonder if the, if he's going to make it towards that type of subscription as well. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I maybe maybe something along the lines of. Uh, not sure. Let's say Twitch as an example, maybe where people, I mean, people are already live and able to have live calls. That's uh, called Twitter Spaces. So you can essentially get into it, just a giant group chat with hundreds if not thousands of people and kind of just go back and forth talking about different topics. That's been a thing for a little bit now.
1: See, I, I think he's gonna build up this platform. And personally, I, I, me and Brian were talking a little earlier, um, so I'll kind of catch you up. But what I think is, I think Elon Musk is gonna build up the platform and I think he's going to try to sell it to Google or Apple. I think one of them are going to maybe buy that, buy Twitter, um, because uh, you know I, I always, I mean, I, I think Elon Musk is a brilliant man, but um, you know I always see him kind of as that the meme god, you know, the meme guy that's you know um, full of memes. So I think he's going to. I see him as that he bought Twitter as a meme. Um, you know, I mean, I, I love his tweets, you know, he's like, oh, next I'm buying Coca-Cola and putting Coke back in it, you know, it's like, you know, he, he's hysterical.
2: I feel like no other billionaire CEO, techno king, whatever you want to call him in the world could get away with that. <laughs> Everyone would be like on on their on that person's back, you know, saying they shouldn't be doing that or whatever. And Elon kind of just does his own things. Well, well I'm, I'm
0: sure they're, people they're are on his back, but he thing. doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, nah, yeah, that's nice. You have your opinion, you can keep it over there.
2: Yeah, yep. Well, to to a point, to a degree. You know, he, he wants. He he even said in one of his uh, tweets following kind of all that big news around it. That he was going to buy Twitter. Uh, that he said he wanted even his biggest critics to still maintain their uh, Twitter plat—you know, their Twitter platform, their Twitter accounts.
0: I mean, they'd kind of be shooting themselves in the foot if they didn't, because it is such a large platform. Just because someone else owns it that you don't like doesn't mean you shouldn't use it.
2: And people are going to look at that, <clears throat> whatever way they want to look at it. People are going to look at it the ways the way, you know. Like like that, um, for example, there's a lot of people who are still what they call bearish on Tesla, and obviously Elon Musk's companies in general. And um, I was reading a couple people in particular were, oh uh, you know, the week the week uh, following the announcement, they were saying, "Hey, what's the essentially what is the you know uh, alternative to Twitter? What what can I do? You know, I want to get off of Twitter because <laughs> you know if this goes through, when this goes through, I'm gone."
0: which things, uh, again awesome. if you if but you I have, have a large social media following particularly on Twitter or you're in that you know that realm of maybe you're a youtuber and you have the other social media sites to boost your viewership and etc just because someone that you, you don't like owns the fucking thing doesn't mean you should just jump off of it, 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 it nothing's really going to change with the exception of there's what probably not going to be as many fact checker bubbles everywhere, kind of like there is on Facebook. Like um,
2: I would, I would say that might still be the thing because he's saying that he wants to make the platform kind of conform to free speech within the within the grounds of the law. So basically saying you know, right. You, so
0: you can't make death or threats or shit you, like that. It's
2: a harm to society. Like you right. Know, for example, you can't just run down the. Middle of a city street, saying I'm going to bomb this area or something, you know, something right. reasonably uh, effective to yeah, where, so, like, if someone is creating chaos, so real, you the, know, the, could be, like maybe a very uh, harmful chaos, maybe in that in that space, then they would do something about it. But otherwise, you know, they'd let have people have conversations. They would let people get the viewpoint out without being suppressed um, on one viewpoint or another.
0: Right. Which is uh, still, in in my opinion, relatively unchanged. You're going to have the freedom to say a few more things and not be fact-checked about it. For the most part. And and shit like that. So again, if you've got 100 plus thousand followers on Twitter, and you're going to say, the hell with this, I'm moving to Facebook, a lot of people don't like Facebook for being Facebook and you're just gonna tell all of those followers who are you know maybe they subscribe to you in some way shape or form on some other sort of platform you're what gonna essentially just cut them off because elon musk bought twitter like that from a business move, that seems kind of stupid to me
2: a lot of people use social media as as their uh to to support their their platforms to kind of be the back end or the backbone of their platforms and Twitter is one of those big ones. But not everyone has it.
0: <laughs> yeah. so me like, me included. Know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, a lot of people I talk to, you, it's like, eh, you yeah, know, Twitter's fine and everything, I just don't have one. And obviously I think that that little snippet right there where you, you know you talk to somebody and you're like, well, you have a Facebook. Well, yeah, Facebook seems necessary to talk to family. You know, it kind of brings, at the very core of Facebook, it brings people together. Uh, say, for example, if you live across the world, you know, and you're not able to see a family member. You're able to talk to them at a moment's notice. And, you know, obviously with texting and stuff like that these days, it's all, you know, very easy to do. But Facebook kind of gives you that little more, little, little bit more of a personal or more up to date kind of approach to that than rather just texting. You know, all right, call even <clears throat> if some people are uh, afraid to call. I, I don't know what, what uh, I don't know exactly how to explain that. But yeah, I don't I think get that either. Could, Twitter could be like, uh, Twitter could be a platform that, in the future, people look at, um, like like they look at Facebook now. It's just right now. I think there's a lot of those core, those core values like internally in the company and things that people have been doing internally in the company um, that need to be taken care of. You know, one of the biggest or most annoying things that Elon's said that there is on Twitter is like those cryptocurrency bots commenting on everyone's stuff. You know they'll they'll silence somebody for saying something mildly wrong, but yet they won't do anything about hundreds, if not thousands, of bots on on their platform. Or
0: or better yet, then we can take it up one more notch and say that they're going to ban what was the sitting president of the U.S. because he said some things that the Twitter board didn't like, so they kicked him off. Meanwhile. it it wasn't really factually wrong what the president said, but at the same rate, it it did make a bunch of people angry. Which is, I mean, any politician. Let's be real. And again, like you were just saying, they'll they'll say, "Oh no, you can't say this. This this violates our terms of service." And da 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 da. Meanwhile, these bots that are spamming every post, every everything, and annoying the shit out of people, they're like, oh, well, that's technically their freedom of speech. Like, the fucking what?
2: It, the bot doesn't have freedom of speech necessarily, but the mm. people like the people who work for Twitter, they weren't really incentivized at all to do anything about the problem. It just is a problem that, okay, maybe we'll look into. It's not something that they were putting... Uh, their best foot forward with, which was unfortunate because those things are annoying. Facebook, in that way, uh, has done pretty well with that. I know they still have some issues with bots, but I think without saying
0: not recently. Stuff. I, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to pull up like a a Motor Trend article or something like that, and you know just go through the comments and read because it, it's fun to watch people argue over the dumbest shit, but. I can't tell you how many times I see a bot like, "Oh, investing is your future. Come contact me, and I'll get you set up." And it's that same profile, like every other comment for like five thousand comments. Like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, it's it's less common. I feel like on Facebook, at least from what I've seen personally. Uh, Instagram is a different story, though. Instagram. No, is still Instagram
0: is bad. yeah. That's just
2: really bad, especially on just. Um, Th- Add comment, I, whatever. Like,
0: yeah, stuff like I, I, I think Facebook is uh, or not Facebook. Instagram is the redheaded stepchild to Facebook. They're just like, yeah, we we don't know why we bought you, but we did. So just you, you do your thing over
1: there. <laughs> I do like Instagram as a social media,
0: though. I do like Instagram. Oh, so do I. But I mean, in terms of the way they run it, like it, it's just been at least the way I see it. They, they really haven't done much of anything with it since they bought it. It's just kind of been there for them.
2: Yeah, they pretty much just bought it to have it. But... Yeah, I mean, they, they added stories. I can't remember the timeline in which that was. I don't know if that was before the purchase from Facebook. I want to say it was. You know, Basically, essentially, it was copying... Uh, you know, tick, uh, Not TikTok, I'm sorry. Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Snapchat was kind of the one that pioneered that. And... Um, maybe not the first ones to have that idea, but definitely the first ones to make it successful. So, um, and then, you know, obviously Facebook and and even Twitter to an extent have that now as well. It's not exactly the same with Twitter. It's kind of like, like I was talking about spaces earlier, that's more of just a kind of a talking point, but, um, yeah, I think uh, I think Twitter could definitely kind of circling back to what we were saying before. I think Twitter could definitely benefit from being under the hands of someone who was maybe not been the most successful create creator of a lot of these big things that we see now. So like Tesla, um Tesla, obviously, Elon Musk was not the creator of the company. But he was one of the major founders uh, who helped back it in terms of you know finances, who helped push like a lot of money through to get a lot of stuff rolling, because he believed in it. He believed in what they were doing, um, and he f- took the ideas that they had at the core and pushed further with that. You know, so he wasn't exactly the, the creator of the company, but he kind of just he, he helped push a lot of those things through and and basically try to move the needle in the way that he saw. Um, That's
1: interesting. I always, I, I always thought that he was
2: the the sole creator of Tesla. But I didn't know that he wasn't. Nope. Uh, no. So he was not the creator. He helped found the company. Um, techni- technically speaking, even the the founding of the company was already done. Yeah, I was about um, to say,
0: didn't he buy in like three or four years after they started doing shit?
2: Yeah. So when when they started doing stuff, I guess apparently they were really, just like the the. Uh, the original founders of the company were, were really kind of just all over the place. They didn't really have like one set, uh, I guess, direction. It was the word in one of the interviews. And he wanted to kind of like get rid of all that stuff and kind of just take the company into like one direction. And obviously now they've gone in multiple directions, but at the time it was getting you know um, electric cars to to, to transition. Uh, you know the world to sustainable energy and starting with that obviously they started out with that roadster which was basically a lotus stripped out lotus with tesla um powertrain
1: now and, wasn't uh, sorry to cut you off there
2: that's right go ahead
1: well I, um wasn't one of the uh like i guess someone from tesla isn't that wasn't what like they designed or? Did they start, like, uh, their own auto company, someone from Tesla, the original people? Did they start Lotus? Or... Uh, not Lotus, one but... Founders,
2: um... One of the founders, I think, that came in just a little later than Elon, J.B. Straubel, he actually has, um, it's not a car company, but he's created uh, kind of like battery battery recycling company oh, okay. that starting to get that kicked off off the ground, um, or maybe, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, he actually had started Lucid. That's Lucid, yeah. Uh, I forget his name, though. Um, Let's see. Uh, Lucid Founders, let's see. I want to say his name is... um, Peter Rawlinson, that's who it was. Okay. So Peter Rawlinson, uh, who is the CEO of Lucid, he actually was one of the people who had been on the uh, the board. Sorry, not the board. The the team, um, the first to design and and got the the ball rolling on um, the first Model S, the Tesla Model S, when that came out. That was twenty eleven, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, somewhere in that ballpark. I think I think the car came out in twenty. 20- 2012 it's a 13 at like very very low numbers and then just went off from there but uh, a few years ago Peter Rawlinson left and he he uh, joined in at lucid lucid had already been founded technically so he's
0: he's uh, just yeah. there <laughs> did you say he he's just there he's like hey guys I came to play
2: yeah 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 so he wasn't he wasn't the founder sorry that was that was my mistake but they they uh they've been they've they've had some issues too. Lucid they they came out with their first car, um, Lucid Air, and then there's obviously different versions of that. And uh, the other company, uh, electric car company Rivian, that's just getting off the the ground. Uh, they've they've only built a few thousand cars at this point, and I think Lucid's and, only created or has only built maybe a few hundred, if only a thousand, just in general.
0: And what so. kills me about the, exactly what you just said is that they've built, relatively speaking, a handful of cars each. Is Motor Trend... I know, yeah, Motor Trend gave the... What is, the Rivian, what is it, the truck? The R1T? Is R1 their R1 pickup T. truck. And the Lucid Air, both the truck and the car of the year awards. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how the fuck can you give that award to a car that you can't go get because they're not making enough like how it seems
2: productive yeah i mean
0: yeah like they they don't give me. that award to the Bugatti Chiron or the Veyron because people can't go get it i mean never, m- never mind the the price never mind the price point but the the production numbers are only ever somewhere in the neighborhood of like 2500 units for those cars like and that's and they've said that before. It's like, oh well, if it's a low production car, even if it's intended to be a mass produced car, we can't really give it for that year the the award because it's you can't get it. And so there's, yet-
2: there's two sides of that. I think that one part of it is that. So say for example, Bugatti, um, I believe is owned by the Volkswagen Group, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um Bugatti's owned by the Volkswagen Group, and. That, that cars in general, that Bugatti, so for example, where that where that car sits in like I guess the threshold of cars. Very high end, very high performance, very high price, very high maintenance, you know, stuff like that. They're gonna make it in very limited numbers. Now it's owned by the Volkswagen Group, so if they wanted to, they probably could knock the price down a little bit and just continue to like just make these cars.
0: Yeah, absolutely which, they could. You know, but they, these cars out produced them. Their biggest thing is that y- never mind the, the price prohibitiveness if you will if that's even a word is it's the availability of it and if yep. you can't just walk into a dealer and say hey I want that and sign the paperwork and drive out with it you know, a couple hours later they've never considered those cars for the car and truck of the year award meanwhile this year they gave the car and truck of the year award to a car and a truck that you literally can't go get
2: yeah i think the intent is there too so i think i think one of the reasons why they did that is because while you can't get it currently it's kind of like the ramp up of the tesla model 3 it started in very low numbers and then they want to just ramp the production from there so say for example from a year from now um they might be fairly common on the road you might be able to see them you know off often. semi with and that
0: being said, though.
2: Well, with the intent, well, the intent of the companies, each of them, is to have them as a semi, maybe like medium market, maybe not mass market, but like medium market, where obviously people who can afford a $100,000 car, it's probably not many, <laughs> but that people will still be able to afford it and they will sell thousands, right. and tens of thousands, maybe but, I mean, hundreds of thousands eventually.
0: Exactly. With that being said, though, the model. S and the Model Three weren't even considered until they started actually having decent production numbers, even though the intent was always from day one to produce as many as they could sell. Yeah. So we where they went around and like completely one eighty, like a lot of people were like, Oh, how much did they pay you for this? And for a while I was like, Yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch, but the more I think about it, you know, it like nothing else really makes sense. Like Yeah, sure, they're good cars, but the cars that you had were the media demo cars, for starters, so they, and like every other car they test, it's going to be the media demo, so they're going to have all of the bells and whistles, and they're going to make sure it's spick and span, and it actually works the way it should. Oh, yeah. But, you know, again, I, I still haven't seen an R1T or a Lucid Air out in the wild anywhere. No.
2: Well, I think so it's gonna only be like one Lucid, and like that's it. I haven't seen it anymore. Yeah, I I've never seen a Lucid. I've never even seen one at say a car show or anything either.
0: Yeah, n- not uh, even that. Like n- nowhere have I seen one.
2: And that one of the main reasons is because they're 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 both still in very early stages of production. And also, if you look at Tesla, Tesla used to be founded in California. Now. It wasn't up until about, like, five, maybe six years ago that here in New York we were seeing Teslas as commonplace. Like, you know, you'd see one, you know, every day. And, that like, today I can go out and drive and I'll probably see four or five Teslas on the road. I, like, I think I
1: saw maybe three Teslas yesterday just driving yeah. home. Yep, they're, exactly. they're everywhere now. And, and if yeah. you look,
2: you one know,
0: almost rear-ended me from my way back from the Lego store. <laughs>
2: You know, five, six, seven years ago, here in New York, uh, not New York City, but you know, upstate, um, you wouldn't even see maybe one a week, one Tesla a week. It would be like, "Holy crap, I just saw a Tesla on the road!" Not, "Oh, I saw three Teslas on the way home today."
0: Right, and, and, I and think that's it's
2: probably going to take the same amount of time for you to be able to say, "Hey, I saw two Lucids on the way home." Yeah, and more than seven years. And, and that's
0: it. exactly my point when it comes to motor trend, given the the car and truck of the year to those those two, well, not the the Teslas, but the the Rivian and the the Lucid, is you can't fucking see them anywhere at all. And you can, and once you were able to, like you are just saying, you know, you see a handful of Teslas just about everywhere you go, then they finally started considering those for car of the year. Like, I, I don't know where, why or how Lucid and Rivian won those awards when you can't see it, you can't get it, no one i dare say no one really knows what it's like to drive those with the exception of a small handful of people
2: they probably paid for the review honestly i think it's still honestly only really been so exactly for example like the um a lot of the first rivian r1ts were going straight to company employees straight to loose, or sorry straight to rivian employees so maybe say the first Thousand vehicles made were not customer deliveries. They were going straight to you know the first hand, uh, you know because customers, are, the customers essentially you know the employees are the customer too. The employees that are the customer, they're getting theirs first, so that they can they can report issues, they can report bugs, they can report you know any weird things with it before it goes out to the main public. And uh, you know the same thing Tesla still does to this day. You know when when uh, the new Texas Gigafactory was officially opened, um, the delivery event there I was like, oh, look at this. We're delivering cars today out of this factory. It's a little misleading because Tesla only delivered to employees, and they still are only delivering to employees, and this is a month after that. I think it was a month ago today, actually, that they had that event.
0: Right. And, but uh, I mean, it, my, my point is the sheer volume, though, of cars, Like again, you can... I mean granted it's like what a 3 4 5 month wait right now to order a Tesla but you'd still get it
2: depending on the depending on the model you're looking at almost a year okay. a lot of the models been pushed out to like March 23 2023 that's silly um yeah very I mean it's it's a that it just shows you how much demand there are for for Tesla specifically but um you know I think like the if we're if we're looking at electric cars I think one 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 of the ones I'm going to be very interested in seeing how well it does is the Ford F-150 Lightning, because that's a full-size truck. That's a sexy freaking truck, man. It is very (laughs) cool. It's got all the cool things you need, all the bells and whistles. It's got that traditional, like, truck interior and exterior that people are used to, but it gives you, you know, it gives you a good middle ground, because a lot of the time, say, for example, if you're coming from, like, an a honda civic and you wanted to buy a tesla model three they're basically the same like size dimensions roughly i think the model three is still a little bigger just because it can package things better but you know if you're going from a regular gas Ford f-150 to an electric one and you get all these cool features integrated into it you get you know the that the cool frunk with like all that power and stuff you can power your home with vehicle to grid technology uh And, you know, you can power all the stuff that you need on a job site, and you can, you know, charge at home, you know, for pennies on the dollar. I mean, it's cheap. You can charge your your car at home probably from zero to almost full or full if you need to uh, for probably less than $10 depending on your energy cost where you live.
1: But the problem with electric vehicles is that... uh (laughs) It's nice to have like a Tesla, but if I wanted to drive, say from from here to Rochester, uh, you know, I'm most likely going to have to pull over to a charging station and plug it in, have it charge. You know, that's going to be a couple hours to probably charge. Versus with my gas car, I could pull right over, pump it up with gas, and continue on
2: so one of the common misconceptions of electric cars is that so I'm only speaking of Tesla's at the very moment because I, I my knowledge of other charging stations are is a little vague supercharging network is great because you you've got more chargers pretty much than any other chargers available and they all work when you stop there they work you know um, and if if you're going to a place and for example uh, you you know you you see that the chargers are 6 out of 8 even if the stall that you want to go to is broken the the tesla will tell you hey the stall is closed whereas on other other uh, other electric charging infrastructure a lot of that stuff is very very just not it's it's not well done it's very um, difficult to live with but when you get into tesla you hop in your car you know i think the lowest the lowest range of a tesla currently today i'm talking new on sale i think is 207 miles i think it's 273 miles and if you look at a normal gas car say for example my car i i usually can get about 400 to 425 out of my tank 450 at the most
0: it must be and, nice having a three cylinder
2: well, yeah <laughs> <A little> yeah <three-day. laughs> <laughs> well so so, so Jack, if you've got your car, you know, charged at home, say for example, and you only say you charged ninety percent, you're not supposed to charge electric cars to full, technically, all the time. Um, say for example, you wanted to go out to, uh, say, Brian's house, which is out in Rochester area, right? That should take you about three and a half hours to drive. That's roughly, oh, I don't know, how many miles is that? Like a hundred and no, over that. It's two
0: hundred and, and change.
2: Okay. So, say for example. You leave home, you've got about 100% battery. You've got like maybe the lowest end Tesla. So I'm speaking Tesla just for right now. 270 something miles. And you leave home and you're driving, you're driving, you're driving. Oh shit, I'm not going to make it. Or I'm going to be very low when I get there. So I want to charge somewhere along the way. You can do that. And you'll get to a Tesla supercharger. You'll plug in in 15 minutes you'll have 80% of battery to get to you where you need to go next.
1: Oh, come on. It ain't going to take 15 minutes to charge one of the batteries. It does. On a car? Oh, yep. I don't believe that. Yep.
2: But then let's say... Yeah, it, that, but the then how, It's not always the case. So it's like a cell phone. So technically speaking, when your battery is at low, you know, very low, say say 20% or lower, um, between like 5 and 20%. That's when your car or your cell phone is going to charge the fastest. Now, as you get up into the percentage range, 50, 60, 70, you charging rates, lows, and the same thing applies for your cell phone. So, you get zero say 0 to 80% in 15 minutes, but that other 80 to 100% takes an additional half an hour. It's just, that's to safely do that. That's to make sure that your not overcharging
0: not you know, bursting frames, into flames so
2: it's not going to yeah, it's not going to burst into flames essentially um, so it's, it's similar to that
1: yeah but the other problem too is that you only get 10 years out of a battery from the tesla so exactly well, i mean the, i'm sure you can get more but it's the lifespan most likely is going to be 10 years on the battery so how much do these batteries cost to replace?
0: 20 grand it depends
2: on the car it depends 20 on 20 grand uh not quite 20 grand
0: it's so uh what so tesla wanted from these
1: a guy that at the 10 year mark these cars are pretty much just going to be traded and and crushed and hopefully recycled well so because who's going to pay 20 grand to put a new battery in? not
2: how people money. will have that much money not many people but the same question you know is the same hey if your engine and transmission blow, and you've got a car that's already eight or nine years old, you're not buying you're not buying a new engine transmission for it normally. You're just you're just going to sell the car, or you're just going to get rid of it for whatever you can get it for. At I that mean, point, it depends. Like, on, if, if it's price.
1: a ten year old car, you could
2: usually get a used motor or trans pretty cheap. The, I mean, yeah, it depends on the car, obviously. I'm just saying overall.
0: Yeah, the the, the average price, person wouldn't do it, but a lot of people no. will buy those and then. Slap a new motor and transit in it and call it done.
2: Okay, so... According to a study I was just looking at, and the average age of a vehicle in the United States is 12 years. So that's how long an average car can last. From, from new, from brand new. So if you look at that... Um, currently... Now, this seems odd, so I don't know if the backing of this is true. Currently, the average cost to replace an electric car battery is $5,500. But obviously, it depends highly on the car you drive.
1: And I feel like <clears throat> that 55 would be accurate for like a Prius battery. Um, but I do know that there are some third parties that refurbish the Prius batteries and there. I believe they're probably around $2,000 or so. Um, but I, w- I would think the $5,500 would be for more like a Prius, <clears throat> maybe a a Chevy Bolt battery, although they're discontinuing that. Um, which is kind of stupid. What was it, the Bolt or the Bolt? I can never remember. It's either the Bolt or the Bolt. That's that electric so that, vehicle. So but now bolt? Chevy's going to be discontinuing its, uh, you know, um, not warranty, but they're, you know, the. Oh. Um, I guess they're discontinuing the the you know product support on them,
2: um, so you're kind of screwed if you own one. Well, the Chevy Volt is the hybrid, so that's essentially I like to look at it like the Cruise. It almost looked like a Cruise kind of. That was like the hybrid car. The Those Volt, are the Bolt with a B is the true electric that they have. Okay, yeah. So
1: it's funny. I would have. Call it opposite. <laughs> I would call it the bolt for the whole, you know, like voltage. I don't know. Um, either way, those cars suck. But um, but that's the thing. Chevy's going to be discontinuing the support on them. So that's the problem that I see. And I, I, we are early in this. I mean, we are still very early on electric vehicles. Full electric, you know, hybrids. We've been. I think we started, I mean, even Chevy came out with the Silverado hybrid back in, what, 2006, 7, 8? Um, so, I mean, we've, we've been in the, the hybrid scene for quite a while. For the full electric, we're still pretty new, you know. So, you know, hopefully 10 years down the road, there's going to be a lot more, um, you know, full electric support. Um, hopefully, batteries won't cost that much money. Hopefully... Um, you know, it's going to be third party manufacturers making, you know, Tesla batteries that aren't going to cost 55, 20 grand. Let me just
0: stop you right here. Uh, what date was this? Shit. Just saw it. Oh, they blacked that out. Uh, 75 kilowatt hour model three battery will run you $13,500 directly from Tesla.
2: Okay. Jesus. All right. So. And that's 13, for the battery.
0: That's dollars. not for the other parts that you might need to replace that, and the labor to have someone do that. This right. guy's so this guy's invoice from Tesla to replace his Model Three battery was sixteen thousand five hundred fifty dollars.
2: Oh, holy shit. Yep. So obviously, this is this is a a case that's a Model Three. So that that's a car that's not even four years old, no matter how you look at it. Um, but see, this is also the reason why we need to have more
1: right to repair legislation going through, uh, particularly, in, you know, well, obviously with Apple and everyone else, all the big ones, but also Tesla, because you as a civilian, I mean, there are certain parts that you can buy directly from Tesla. But for the most part, you can't get a lot unless you are a Tesla authorized repair shop. But even for them, um, the, it, it's hard for them to even get parts. Yeah. So you know that's why you need these third-party repair shops and the right to repair, like you know the the YouTuber that started his own. You know because. Sixteen thousand dollars is ridiculous. You know, it, it, if you had the right to repair and their third-party batteries, and, you know, you could probably get that stuff repaired for less than that. So, you know, that's that's why I say hopefully in ten years from now there's going to be a lot more, um, you know, repairability <laughs> with these
2: vehicles. <laughs> yeah. So as as of as of today, um,
0: sorry, I'm just I'm laughing. Talking, I found on. City. Oh, sorry. I'm just laughing because I found on eBay an 82 kilowatt-hour, uh, late 2021 battery pack for 18 grand.
2: Yeah, that's using the market to take advantage of the market too. That could be one part of that. Why that's so expensive?
1: But see, that's my point. Is that you know these batteries cost a lot. So yeah, I mean you get you know after 10 years these batteries cost 16,000, let's say, and then you know your argument would be. Okay, well, you know the cars are last 13 years. You know, you know if the battery motor shot, you just get rid of it. But the problem is, it's cheaper in the in, in the, in the um, when you think about it <clears throat> financially for gas vehicles is because yes, you have to shield out say 40 grand for a new car, but you're also paying monthly payments, your financing, you're paying you know 350 bucks a month for instance, versus having to shield out 16 grand, and let's say. Let's say you could finance that sixteen grand, but let's say you know you still might uh, be financing that Tesla, so you're going to be paying you know uh, financing on the battery on top of the Tesla. Now this Tesla is costing a lot more money to own. So you know that's why I hope that you know ten years there's going to be a lot more uh, flexibility in repairs, the batteries. Hopefully, you know. As, as there's more Teslas on the road, the parts and repairs will cost a lot less or, than they are now. You know, I, I like Tesla. I, I think, you know, electric is going to be the future. However, I think the way that we're, the, particularly the government is, I mean, in New York State, I think it's by 2033 that there's not going to be a total ban. Um, but, you know, by 2033, they want to make all Electric vehicles, and, and, and I think that's you know ten years. That's I think that's kind of pushing it. You know I think we're going to need a little bit longer for these electric vehicles to be more affordable um, and, and you know cost. And you know it's I think we're just looking. The other thing that I have a problem is that you know they market these tests. You know not just Tesla. I don't, I don't want to just put it as Tesla, but. In general, these electric vehicles that they're going to be, you know, they they lower the ozone and they, you know, they're good if we're in the environment, but how are you charging your vehicle, right? You're, you're charging your vehicle through most likely through coal power plants. And if these coal power plants are so dirty, I don't see how you're lessening the, the ozone and, um, you know, the, the climate when you're using coal power plants to charge your vehicle you're not i feel like you're not you know you're it's not really outweighing one another um and you know honestly the in my opinion from the research that i've done you know nuclear power is actually one of the most cleanest i'm not going to say clean but it is one of the more of the cleanest uh energy sources of course they have their limitations if they blow up You know, now you have a a huge thing. But as long as they, as long as they don't blow up, um, nuclear is pretty safe, and it's and it's actually one of the cleaner and um, very sustainable energy sources. But of course, yes, you know, when they do blow up, they're not good. You know, now you have radioactive, and um, I mean, you look at Japan and you know their nuclear reactor. I mean, that's I I think (laughs) that area is. I I don't I think it's deemed, um, you know, um, non-livable for what hundred years or something like that. I, I'll look
2: that up now. Something like that. I think in in that in that respect though, in areas like that, that's where you can actually in, implement a lot of those like solar. So you can you can implement solar and wind to offset what you would need otherwise with nuclear in areas where. Uh, you know, natural disasters are very, very common because wind wind farms can get taken out by natural disaster and is rebuilt. But if you know, if a nuclear uh, site gets taken out by natural disaster, that could that can, you know cause some very, very, very harmful effects on the area around it for however long um, in the future. So that you know, stuff like that could be you know definitely considered for areas like that. I'm sure, but um, a really like the uh, common misconception going back to uh, like the battery um, battery. Uh, I'm sorry degradation or capacity or whatever you want to call it in a car or miles driven lasting usage or however you want to describe that um, for example you know I would, I would ask you guys so before I say it how long would you say just an average car today not even looking into the future how long an average car today do you think lasts like how many miles
0: are we taking care of it or are we beating the piss out of it I
2: mean I would say you know you, you want it, your car probably to probably last for a decent while so I'd, I'd probably take care of it
0: I mean personal opinion if I'm really taking care of my car I can see it lasting 15 to 20 years easy
2: Okay. Then how many miles do you think you'd get out of that 15 or 20 years? Mm.
0: 250 to 3?
2: Okay. So, today, in its current form, I know it's not always going to be this way and there's obviously always, you know, you know, lemons and stuff like that, but and, and very separate scenarios uh one tesla vehicle is designed to last one million miles powertrain battery and motor included now I obviously it will ne- it probably will never get to that point with every single vehicle but even if you only get half of that you're still outliving the life of a car say for example my car um i'm definitely well, going to outlive my how? car like
0: how long are they expecting people to hold on to their car, though, and continue and people to continue buying that after the original owner sells that off, though?
2: I mean, look at look at the I mean, just look at any other used car. Usually, a used car is bought and sold, bought and sold. Probably, I would say, probably on right. average, four or five times in its lifetime.
0: But how many? So, it, I, I guess my question is like, when you look at high mileage used cars. Obviously, there's at some point, whether it's because of the mileage or most of the time because of the age, just nobody wants it and it gets sent to the scrapyard. So, like, how how many years are they expecting people to continue to say, oh, well, sure, it, it'll last a million miles, but or even 500,000, but it's just so out of date. No one's going to want
2: that. Well, so that's, I mean, that's that's like saying, you know, You know, uh, I'm driving a 1995, you know, Chevy truck, right? And it's so out of date. It's so, like, everything about it is just 1995. But it still runs. It still gets me to point A to point B. I still can listen to the radio in it. I could still put some stuff in the back of it. And, you know, I could still transport myself and other people. Uh, It really comes down to, you know, what is good for you? That question or sorry, that answer is different for everyone. Some guys wanna just lease a car every two years. Brand new, done. They don't want to deal with maintenance, they don't want to deal with anything else. They want the newest, the brightest thing. And for some people, that will still be an option. But for other people, if they want a car that lasts them a little longer, which some people do, some people buy that car and they drive it until it literally has the wheels fall off of it, pretty much. So so, so fall back on it? Like for everyone.
0: Well, yeah, I know it's not the same for everyone, but still, there there is still a point where even still that 95 Chevy pickup that you're driving, you know, you decide to sell it because maybe you can afford something new, you want something new, you don't need that, whatever. N- n- no one's, like, really going to want that. Like, at it, it, yeah, some point, it, it reaches its end of life, and... Chevy doesn't bill their... they Yeah, sure, Chevy, Ford, everybody will bill their cars as the longest-lasting, most dependable, blah, 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 blah. But they're not going to sit here and tell you and advertise, say, hey, this will last you a million miles. I mean, that some of them have, and that's neat, but it's also been one person driving the, the damn thing. It hasn't had 17 fucking owners.
2: You yeah, know right. So, I mean, there's, there's two sides to that. You know, for example, like one guy had a 2007 somewhat semi recently i think it was already a few years ago 2007 toyota tundra he, he had crossed a million miles in it and the thing was still running i think it was an original powertrain and everything now obviously toyotas are known for their reliability but that's a different story you know a guy took care of it he did everything he needed to it and nothing that he didn't and uh you know now it's in a museum or something you know he got a new one you know they put it in a museum because it was still running it was still in decently good shape for <laughs> a million miles in a car that's but a that very... all
1: goes to how well you take care of your vehicles,
2: though. Yeah, not, a, that not everybody as well. even takes care of their vehicles half as well as that. So I mean, we, not naming any
1: names, but a certain someone that we know, actually two people that we know, you know, if you drive the piss out of these vehicles and, um, you know, or you you. Buy something tuned, and you have to put a quart of oil in it, or you, you crash your car because
2: you drive hundred miles an hour. Well, you know, I mean, they're not going to last. Well, yeah, and that's that's going to happen no matter what. I mean, no matter what part of the world you're in, accidents are always going to happen. People are never going to take care of their cars, no matter. You know, some guys going to buy every single car they have in their lifetime and, and just beat the piss out of it and never take care of it. Well, but I'll even if it's... you can get,
1: um. Oh my honda you know a little bit uh, you know that i i didn't know that there was no oil in it but i drove my honda for a thousand miles with pretty much next to nothing in oil and i drove a thousand miles on that thing and i mean it's knock on wood i mean it's driving now i mean this was a while ago but you know it, it goes from Car manufacturer to car manufacturer, but uh, I drove a thousand miles of no oil in my in my Honda. Yeah, in that's a, not something I'd
0: admit in public, but okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm honestly
1: surprised the thing runs, but holy shit, man, Honda! You know they they, they make a decent car.
2: Um, not now, my, but my mom's old neighbor had a late '90s Honda Accord. <laughs> And she had to have driven that thing probably 10,000 miles with no oil in it before the thing finally, engine block split in half on the thruway.
0: Well, yeah, that'll happen.
2: <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, they, they, you know, cars can last. And then, obviously, it depends on how well you take care of it. Sometimes uh, some cars are going to be, uh, you know, the ones that are less taken care of, probably less, less, you know, at least amount of time. That's normal. You know, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. And uh, just for reference here, uh, <clears throat> this website is saying here that it has all sorts of information that's kind of gelling with that invoice that I was just reading you guys. Uh, on average for the Model S sedan, replacing the battery will cost you around twenty grand for your Model S. Okay. So that,
2: and that's, that's today. That's also in today's money, too. Obviously, we have inflation and all that stuff. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, but for twenty right
0: grand, you can literally go buy a whole new car. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah <laughs> like, absolutely. goddamn.
1: Can you guys hear the leaf blower in the background by chance or no?
0: I did no. earlier, just very briefly.
1: Okay. <laughs> I Sorry if, if the viewers hear that. it's
0: How dare you? The
1: great thing about living in the city.
0: Yeah, they, they did the mowing at the my complex yesterday here, so... Man, let me tell you something. They, they, they're using a different crew than last year. These guys fucking suck. Like, the crew that was here last year, <laughs> Andrew, because you lived here, too, they were here, they'd show up, you know, what, 8 o'clock in the morning and be done by 1 or 2, maybe?
2: Yep, I think so.
0: These motherfuckers show up about the same time, and... They were still here, and it's been twice now, they they were here last week, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe you know, it was the first mo of the season, maybe they are figuring out what they had to do and all the stuff they needed, but no, uh, they were here last week, and again here yesterday, again, 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning probably, they didn't leave until like 7 at night
1: the hell were they doing all day?
0: I guess they were out here with a pair of scissors making sure every fucking blade of grass was level, but I can see the whole patch that they fucking missed right here. <laughs> 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 like, Goddamn, I was like, God damn, you guys are... Uh, I mean, hey, I'm not paying them, so...
1: Well, technically,
0: kind of I mean, my, my rent's still the same, so... Whether they're here three hours or twelve...
2: Mm. Mm. I guess just squeeze every little bit of hourly pay they can out of the out of the complex.
0: <laughs> I, yeah I don't I don't know what that's all about, but yeah that's and that I, yeah, I don't know. And I was honestly waiting too because you know how they had all those uh, rocks and like all the, the corners. That got you know plowed into the grass and shit when the guys were doing the plowing this this winter. Yep. I, I was waiting for someone to either get drilled by one or have one of those rocks get sent through a fucking windshield.
2: I would have expected something like that to happen because that a lot of that stuff was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen or heard of it, and you know there aren't any dead bodies in the middle of the road, so
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah Yeah Well any other news DeLorean's coming out with their new car soon
0: Yeah I'm not Look if this motherfucker Doesn't do more than 88 miles an hour I will protest It's probably gonna
1: have some Freaking 1.3 liter
0: EcoBoost motor in it Wee
1: going to be like a Fisher Karma. Or at least the original Fisker Karmas had like like a like a one point five liter
2: ego boost in it. I thought Apparently, those were electric. The new DeLorean is gonna be all electric according to their website.
0: Oh, so, so it will it really, electric really electric will have electric. a flux capacitor in it.
2: time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: And uh, I'm I'm just waiting to get my car back from the shop.
1: You still haven't gotten it.
0: No, they told me it was going to be like a week or a week and a half. Because so the, what?
1: So what? You got rust growing on the top, or what's going
0: uh, on? Uh, the paint on the hood started to bubble just right where the uh, driver's side headlight is, and uh, apparently, no. I typical Mopar product. I knew at some point buying another Mopar product, it was going to start rusting because that's you know teslas have their panel gaps what was that that? did we lose andrew
2: that was
0: me oh uh yeah so teslas have their panel gaps uh mopar's rust ford's breakdown chevy's have that rod knock at 120 miles um so yeah yeah honda's burn oil BMWs don't have directionals. You know, the works. So anyways, uh, I knew at some point it was going to rust, but it started doing that. I'm like, what the fuck? Is it because it's a 18? And uh, I was like, what the fuck? So I actually brought it over to... Uh, there's a collision shop right next to the, my apartment complex, and I wanted them to give me a, a guesstimate on how much it would take to fix my bumper that I fucked up about 20 minutes after I signed the paperwork to make that thing mine. Um... <laughs> yeah um so i did that and and what they were telling me too is like to actually fix my bumper not to replace anything but to fix it was gonna cost like 2500 bucks because the color on my jeep is actually a tri-layer paint and not just your typical you know base coat and then clear coat so there, there's a lot of labor involved, which is going to be the same thing with the hood. So it's going to take a while. Uh, so they, he and I said, well, what about this? He's like, oh yeah, go over to the the dealer down the road here. I'm like, oh, well, that's good. That's where I bought it from. He goes, they should actually warranty it because it's, uh, it was a known issue and they had a a recall of sorts for it. It wasn't like a recall, recall, but uh, hey, if you notice this, come and see us and we'll unfuck it for you. So. They said it was going to be about a week and a half. And then those, those motherfuckers, so I made this appointment with them. I dropped it off this past Monday. I... <laughs> I dropped it off this past Monday. I made the appointment about a month beforehand. And they told me then it would take a week or a week and a half. And I said, okay, you know, it is what it is. You guys got to do what you got to do. That's fine. Whatever. Cool. I get there and he says, "Are you dropping? Are you you're leaving it here with me, right?" the the service advisor. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah. You told me it was gonna be like a week and a week and a half." He's like, "Yeah, you know, just making sure we're all on the same page." I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I said, "Do I talk to you about getting a loaner, or do I got to go somewhere else?" He goes, "Oh, that would be me, but you have to book those out in advance, and we don't have any." And I'm like, "You told me a month ago that it was gonna take a week and a half to fix this shit. What made you think that I couldn't have a car for?" a week and a half like what the fuck
2: <laughs> That's very odd. Yeah, yeah I'm like uh, what what are you doing?
1: That if something was under uh like a manufacturing warranty and it required x amount of days that they have to give you a loaner.
0: Uh, I've never honestly heard of that. I mean, l- luckily I've got my work truck and the boss man said I could drive it around and I just had the, the dealer give me a ride back, but I was just like, you told me it was going to take a week and a half to fix it. Why would you think that I wouldn't need a loaner? Like, what what was your thought process there?
2: I guess they're used to people just asking for it. And they're just not giving it to people. Service-wise, it's a very bad decision because usually service you want to be on top of that stuff yeah
0: so as as i was giving him shit for this he's like oh well i can take off the labor cost for you and i looked at him like it's a warranty repair i shouldn't be charged a fucking dime he's like oh yeah it is isn't it?" i'm like yeah it is motherfucker
2: i had warranty work done on my old car and uh i went in to get it fixed and you know they called me hey you're all set so i come in i'm sitting there with the guy at the the desk and he goes oh wow yeah you're you're lucky man uh you know, this should have cost you 12, 1200 bucks, And I was like, well, it was under warranty. Yeah,
0: well, the warranty <laughs> like, is warranty. I don't know what to tell you here, guy.
2: I go, I mean, it's. I guess it's neat, I guess.
0: Oh, was that oh, your uh, air,
2: air air conditioner
0: <laughs> thing? Was that what that was?
2: Yeah, so the the early models... Well, I guess it was actually for a few years. I think it was like three, three years' worth of models at that time. Um, they had actually had... Uh, Issues with the the compressor uh, prematurely failing, and actually that would cause the system to discharge uh, the AC, the cooling, you know, the, the cooling system to discharge itself. So, uh, essentially, what happened is like one day, um, pretty early on in the season. So I'd say probably around this time, maybe a little earlier. I think it was roughly in like April, like mid-April. Um, just driving down the road, I was gonna like, you know, I was going to take a turn. I was like, wow, it's actually getting pretty hot out. So I rolled, like, rolled up the windows and I turned the air on, and only half of the vehicle is getting cold air, and the other half is like a lukewarm, almost hot. Close to hot, but not hot. <laughs> and i uh, okay, this is weird. So I end up calling about it, and...
0: You should have been driving faster with your windows down.
2: Right. <laughs> well, it was, it was getting pretty warm out, so I said, you know, I'll just put the AC on, because, you know, it's getting a little uncomfortable to have the windows open. Um, at that very moment, in time it was like the middle of the day, so I call a guy and I say, "Hey, you know, I got this problem." Um, he goes, "Oh yeah, some um, recall notices were actually sent out for that. It sounds like, um, seems like that's what the issue you're having is." I'm like, okay, okay, and uh, so I get that recall notice probably in the mail, like two two days later after the car is already in the shop for it. <laughs> Uh, obviously, they fixed the problem. You know, I get there, talk to the guy. like I said, and he said that you know they had to recharge the system, and then they had to replace the compressor. And since from that point on, the car was good. But
0: until you put it in a ditch,
2: until it decided to take a swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I feel sorry for whoever bought your car at Copart because they never listed they don't don't, they, they never they listed, listed flood,
2: flood damage. damage, water damage, because the the uh, I don't think the insurance company listed it as. Uh, water damage loss because that would technically mean that um, well it definitely would deter a buyer but the main cause of the damage was just the physical damage on the car which was the side skirt um, and then the doors which you know if somebody's got a good body shop they can take care of that But
0: and even replacements on those are cheap enough
2: uh, relatively yeah it's, it's a little expensive but and, if and if not worth killing, totaling got out the car. A, a shot, something what? But yeah, whoever bought that thing would not know if, the issues if it started having electrical issues. I guarantee it would have electrical issues
0: if uh, somebody I mean, had tried
2: to put that thing on the road. Yeah,
0: definitely. Because I was sitting in that river there that you were sitting in for what a good half hour, forty-five minutes.
2: It was about an hour and a half.
0: Was it that long? Yep,
2: it All was right. that long. Yep. And uh, by the time the tow truck finally came to get it up on the, the tow truck itself, opened the driver's side door, and it was just a freaking river of Yeah, water
0: uh, dude, when, when you opened that door and I saw that water coming out, I'm like, yep, that's totaled. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's yeah. done. Well, they originally told me, they said, hey, like, it looks like you could we could actually fix it, you know, obviously, um, you're, you know, the the body shop took you know took a look at it and, and everything and um they, they then called me back i think it was the next day and they said oh no they said that um once we talked to the body shop further they said that actually the the assumed water damage would be enough to total it or i'm sorry they had their adjuster look at it once they what yeah. the body shop looked at it first and then they had the i think that you the adjuster from my insurance company come out and look at it
1: have you ever looked up your vin number online and see
2: if the car was ever resold or anything I've thought about it, but um, for all those Carfax websites nowadays, you have to pay for pay for that stuff. Yeah, but sometimes if you just
1: type the VIN in, you might see a dealer selling it if they listed the VIN in their
0: oh, yeah.
2: description. I thought about it. I you should do it. it. See where Are it you, is.
0: I know they sold my old G. It my might LG. be in your
2: neighborhood. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 seriously, right. it, was, it was down down a little ways so it probably could have ended up in it could have ended up in a few different areas so who knows it could be like where brian's old car is
0: yeah literally the building next door that's just terrible dude seriously i i don't even remember where it was coming or where i was going but i saw it pulled out and i was like oh that looks a little familiar and then uh you guys know i stuck the the jeep 75th anniversary badges on there just just because and and I saw those. I'm like, wait a minute. I know in that body style, they never made a 75th anniversary Compass. <clears throat> and sure as shit, I was walking around one day and I walked up to it and I had that odd color mirrored from when I slid into that fucking bush and destroyed the mirror. Same oh, tires on that? it and everything. I'm like son of a bitch, this is my old. <laughs> this
2: is my old Jeep. They didn't even bother to get a new mirror for it. No, <laughs> it's the it same. Like yeah, the
0: same <laughs> odd colored mirror.
2: Well, hey, it gives some uh, character to it, you
0: know? Yeah. Well, and, and I was telling, actually, the guy that... Uh, the shuttle driver from the dealer, when he was bringing me back about it, actually, and how it was funny that it wound up in the building next door. And I was telling him it was ridiculous, because I guess the color that my old Jeep was was a relatively rare color, if you will, for that body style. So finding the painted mirror caps was fucking ridiculous. And I wound up actually just buying a... The the mirror assembly on there is the one that is not actually the one that came with the car. Because I bought a whole new mirror assembly for like 35 bucks on eBay. Because it was cheaper to do that than to try to buy the painted cap. Because the painted cap alone, again, on eBay, for the, the blue one to match, was like $90. I'm like, fuck you, I'll buy a whole goddamn assembly. (laughs) <laughs> and i did yeah, and yeah, it's that makes sense. and it's still there so i guess i installed it right although they did take the uh the flag off the hood and uh, they they fixed that shit underneath they were probably a little pissed off <laughs> when they did that <laughs> cuz that that shit was fucked up from when that rock hit me or whatever that was, that hunk of metal probably. But yeah, the uh, what is it? The Ford dealer down the road here has a uh, a Model Three for sale up front for like thirty-eight
1: nine. I don't think I would buy a Tesla if it, excuse me if it wasn't from Tesla themselves because. I think you lose your warranty on them when you buy them through third parties. Do you? I thought so.
0: Tesla guy. What? What can you tell us? What about it? If you buy, if I went and bought that Model Three from Ford, would I lose my warranty through Tesla? I
1: don't know.
0: I mean, that doesn't seem quite right.
1: Right. Well, because I know like if you buy because there's an article uh, a while back where someone bought the tesla from a dealership um that you know it came with the autopilot and all that stuff and because he bought that tesla from a dealership um tesla avoided the 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 auto you know the auto drive option because he didn't buy it from Tesla. So they told him, well, if you buy it from us, we can turn it back on for you. Um, and that's kind of bullshit, because the guy paid for that package that came originally with the car, and then Tesla was like, you need to buy it from us, so yeah, no. But you can buy it from us and, and we'll turn it back on. I wonder so, if that
0: was a one-off thing because I've seen a bunch of them on like uh, CarMax and Vroom that advertise they have the full self-driving shit going on and the, all that stuff, and they're selling it as such. So I, that might be just a a one-off thing where they tried to pull a, a fast one on someone because they're they're, they're yeah. being advertised as you know full self-driving. It's got this, that, and the third. I mean that also sounds like a very tesla thing to do honestly because their lack of the customer service department clearly shows sometimes
2: it does unfortunately
0: <laughs> i mean they, they've got no one to blame but themselves too like it's not like people are demanding crazy things from them they just suck at what they do sometimes
2: yeah that's true
0: which honestly is one of the Outside of the initial cost of trying to get one of those things, the the, the next biggest thing prohibiting me from getting one is their lackluster customer service. Because, like, with my Jeep, I fucking drove over to the dealership and they said, uh, hey, this is fucked up, unfuck it. And they said, uh, how does appointment in a month and a half sound because we're shorthanded? I said, that's fine, whatever. And they're fixing it. Versus Tesla's, like, what was it, Rich Rebuilds asked for the lug nut caps, and they laughed at him on the phone after they asked him what he needed those for. Like, so <laughs> he, uh-huh. he needs the fucking part. Just ask him for his credit card number so he can pay for shipping and handling. Like, fuck.
1: So, this is what I just looked up here. It says... Um, from a website, and I will quote it, but the website is findmyelectric.com. It does say, uh, yes, the balance of used Tesla's warranty under the terms and conditions of the original warranty agreement will transfer directly between owners. The exception to this is for sales through third-party dealers where the extended service agreement or used uh, limited warranty will not transfer to the next owner. Yeah, it made no sense, did it?
0: So it, it transfers, <laughs> but it doesn't.
1: That's what it kind of sounds like. <laughs> and then, so I guess. Okay, so if you buy a used Tesla from Tesla themselves, uh, you're covered for a remainder of four years or 50,000 miles. So if you drive a lot, then. You'll probably get less than four years so it sounds like you do but you don't if you buy it through third party
0: i mean at that point just buy it as a certified pre-owned and call it done
1: but you it looks like you get you right it does look like you so on the batteries though it says battery and drive unit warranty covers eight years or 100 to 150,000 miles depending on the vehicle model. Including the guarantee of the minimum 70% battery capacity. So it looks like you do get an eight year warranty on the batteries. So essentially, you're screwed if you buy a, what, a 2012 Tesla?
2: Yeah, essentially.
1: So if you need a new battery, it's probably going to cost you 10 grand.
0: Or if it's a Model S20.
1: But that also means that <clears throat> if you do have a 2012-2013 Tesla, right, and you do need to get the battery changed, <clears throat> yeah, I, I believe you have to go through Tesla then, because I don't think anybody can just buy a Tesla replacement battery, am I wrong?
0: I don't think they would sell it to anybody, knowing them.
1: So you'd probably be screwed with a $16,000 bill.
0: Again, unless you got a Model S, and that battery itself is twenty grand, so
1: so twenty six. Oh <laughs> uh, shit!
0: Yeah, that's that's a little rough. Oh
1: man, twenty six grand. You could buy that's almost as much nice as grand. I
0: paid for my entire Jeep Grand Cherokee.
1: Yeah, and you stole that <laughs> thing for. The price uh,
0: I the mean, price. I did, but still, think of it that way. Right. You can either replace the battery. Or, or by, a, by or an or by entire Jeep. Jeep, and not a small one yeah, either.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's um, <coughs> two two ways of looking at that, though. You know, for example, depend. You know, depending, it's not it's not an everyday occurrence. So that type of thing you're not going to see every day. It's just those things that you're like, you know, you're seeing those kind of one offs, and it's like, wow, you know, it's a twenty grand, holy shit. But you know, in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, say on average the vehicle lasts 200,000 miles. You know, say for example that's your average gas car, maybe 100, 150 roughly. I mean, obviously you can get two hundred if you really take care of them, but that's really pushing it. Um, even then, you I mean you're getting roughly double double the life out of the car. And if if you may need that that battery, for example, and you know, i say it is that. Fifteen grand or whatever. Obviously, you've got the same option to just get rid of it.
1: But if your car is over, if your Tesla's over ten years old, and you need a twenty thousand dollar battery in it, is it worth putting twenty grand into a ten year old Tesla, or is it worth worth just getting rid of it and getting something else? Because well, your car's already ten years old. How much longer, you know? And it's Teslas are all computerized, you know. So again, is your Tesla going to be after 10 years? Is it going to be allowed by Tesla to get updates? You know, then it's like at the point where it's, all right, well, do I get rid of it? Should I just get rid of my Tesla then? And well, you know, am I ready to spend another, you know, fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 dollars on a new Tesla uh, or take the 20 grand and spend it on a battery? You know, it's, I highly doubt someone's going to want to be driving her, and I'm sure there are some people. There are some people that drive their car into the ground. So, you know, do you want to be driving around with? You know, you put 20 grand into a new battery, and if you expect to get another 10 years out of the Tesla, well, now you're driving a 20-year-old around. 20-year-old Tesla around. It's probably not going to be so reliable.
2: Yeah. Same could be said about, you know, that nineteen ninety five Chevy truck. You know, if I if I've got that, you know, say I'm driving fifteen thousand miles a year on average. I'm just gonna say on average, I could be driving way less, but um if you're driving, you know, fifteen thousand miles a year, I don't know what that equates to exactly, but essentially it'd be the same thing. I mean obviously as, as time goes on, parts for that stuff is gonna come down. So, you know, Back in the day when that truck was brand new, if it needed a motor, that was probably five, six, seven, eight plus thousand dollars. You know, now today you could probably get the engine for that thing for probably five hundred bucks running. Maybe not in great shape, but running, you know. Well the Um, other Yeah,
1: I mean the other thing too is ten years down the road, that motor that you could buy now for five hundred bucks might actually cost you. Three four thousand dollars because it's going to be a lot older, and you know as time goes on, ten years down the road, it's probably going to be a lot harder to find parts for a nineteen ninety eight
2: vehicle. Well, right, right. So there's there's two sides to that, you know. Is you could yeah. look at it ways. You know, as time goes on, that stuff will be cheaper. So if you want it, if you did need to replace something on it on that truck, say for example, um, you could do it probably a little cheaper now versus when it was brand new, you had to buy all new parts for it from probably directly from the manufacturer or, you know, a secondary third party, um, second, or whatever you call it, uh, warehouse or something like that. And, you know, if those parts were not readily available, like the Tesla batteries are today, of course that price is going to be sky high. Um, and obviously as recycling programs are implemented and there's other ways, there's other, there's way more cars on the road, um, People are going to find ways to work through those issues. A lot, a lot more of those vehicles coming out on the road each year um, is going to drop the price of that stuff over time. Oh. Silence.
0: Yeah right. Sorry, I, I was just looking at the the prices for my car currently, and I I still have stolen that thing.
1: Well, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, I've been telling you guys like I want the the diesel model, but now with the price of diesel, I'm definitely yeah, going to just get a gas. Don't do I that. I mean, uh, diesel's now six. I saw it at six eighteen a gallon. Uh, and then that's that's
0: just that's ridiculous. I mean, I remember Yeah, that was. Uh, out here, it's around six twenty-five. I think. Yeah, it's about it. I Crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I feel bad for the uh, the truckers, and then everybody's gonna be like, "Well, why is the price of our everything going up?"
1: Well that's why the price of goods are going up, because diesel's six bucks a gallon. Yeah. And they're and they're putting what
2: are they, hundred I think they're I'm sure semis are at least a hundred gallon tanks. So
0: some of them have more, some of them have less, but yes.
2: Somewhere in that ballpark, yeah.
0: I mean I remember that box truck for Lowe's that I drove had a shit, what was that? I think that was like a forty five or fifty five gallon tank. Yeah. And that was just sense. a Regular old box truck that didn't fit under some bridges.
1: Here's a 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited Edition with 80,000 miles on it, and they want twenty nine thousand nine hundred and
0: fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I fucking stole mine.
1: That's that's just that's bonkers, man.
0: That is, yeah, that's... Who the hell wants that much for that, by the way?
1: It was some... Um, I don't know what the dealer was. I just lost the page. Um, some dealer trying to steal your money. Some dealer trying to steal your money for 30 grand.
0: I would say, even, like... Yikes.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I'll
1: be right back.
0: Hang on be right back? What the hell is this? Think you can just leave in the middle of the show?
2: I guess he thinks he can.
0: Wow, I see where we stand. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. How's the uh the, the Bronco still treating you?
2: Good. It's been good. No issue so far besides a uh, recall, but that's I mean, so there's two there's there's one issue I've had with it since I got it and I just overlooked it since I've just learn to live with it. But once it goes in for the recall that I just got the notice for, um, I'm gonna go ahead and have them look at that too while it's in.
0: What other issue you get?
2: Uh, so when I'm filling up, filling up the fuel tank, it any any pressure more than about fifty percent on the gas nozzle, it'll just click off. It'll just completely shut off. Dude,
0: I thought uh, that was just me. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so maybe so, That's weird
2: yeah so uh i you know you, you put the gas nozzle in the thing and then you, you, you go if you like squeeze the handle all the way it just it won't fill yeah I'll just keep clicking off you know what i mean i'll click, keep clicking off how that i don't know what what the technical term is for that yeah. um i i have to hold it in a very specific spot maybe like 40 percent um like 40 percent Squeeze, I guess is the word. I don't yeah, know, no, I thought uh, I honestly so thought been, it was fill in the car, so it I thought it was like, just off. me and the, the, the shit. I don't think of. Huh?
0: I thought it was just me and like the shit gas stations out here.
1: Here's uh here's a twenty nineteen with thirty four thousand miles on it, and they want forty grand.
0: Jesus. Yep.
1: And that's just for a limited well.
0: Wow. Uh, I done did good. I'd say. Yep. Yeah, so when when are you getting that that Jeep Jack?
1: I'm thinking I'd like to have it I'd like to get one Next week. At least by yeah. <laughs> that'd be nice. Um no but I I'm thinking realistically I would like to have one by um by December.
0: Nice little early Christmas present for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, sounds like a little yeah Christmas present to you yourself sort of thing. I mean, I wouldn't get this one, but here's a 2017
1: uh, Laredo. It's got 50,000 miles on it. They want 26 for it. Um, I mean, that's a little high, but it's also Laredo. I want a limited.
0: You, what you don't want a Sterling like mine?
2: Yeah, well, that's 35 grand. All okay. right. Mean, to find too. Somewhere. Yeah, I can't
0: find out how many of those they actually made.
2: It was relatively low, low production, in, it seems like.
0: Yeah. Very true.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of sterlings around. I think that they, you know, I I didn't, think they made a
0: limited... I didn't know it was a thing until I got mine. I, and I didn't even know that it it was that. I just I saw it on uh, the dealer's website, and I like I really liked the color and the wheels on it. I was like, "God damn, fucking yeah, sign me up."
1: Those Summit editions look freaking sexy.
0: Yeah, some of them do with
1: the twenty-one inch or twenty-inch rims.
0: Uh, twenties, yeah.
1: But then I feel like if you get one of them, they're nice. They're they're nice to look at, but you know, driving around on big twenty-inch rims all shiny, they squat a little bit lower you know, you're not driving a jeep at that point
0: mine's on twenties
1: yeah, but the um, yeah, but the the Summit ones, they they sit a little bit lower, they don't Uh, I think they do
0: not stock, they don't
1: they awfully look it
0: I mean, I've parked next to plenty of Summits and they're the same ride height Mm. That that I can tell you from just going to Wegman's. <laughs> I need to go back there. I need to get batteries. I forgot to do that yesterday. This freaking uh, Lego train that I I'm putting together needs six AAA batteries. Oh wow! I'm like, what the hell? We couldn't six. do like four, six AAA's. Six so triple A's for what? The uh, Lego train. Oh, uh, well, like nice. We, we couldn't replace that with like a battery pack or a, a couple of double A's. We had to go with triple A's. Like no one has those at home. Why would you do that? I've got double A's. I've got D cells. I've got C cells. I've got nine volts. I don't have triple A's.
1: I don't even know why they even exist, to be honest with you. I don't think I own anything in triple A's. Remotes. Capacity. A lot of remote controls. Mine are double A for the remote.
0: Well, a lot of you fucking duh. It's because you got
1: to get a Vizio.
0: I have a Vizio.
1: Guys, I'm going I'm yeah. to sign off
0: here. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap uh, yeah. it up as well. I think we've
1: been going on four hours
0: now. Not really. But. I was about to say, Jesus Christ, this isn't going to take mm. a goddamn minute to upload
1: hey brian are you uh, are you recording
0: <laughs> if we're not i swear to christ you're probably gonna <laughs> see a mushroom cloud out to the west so look in about five minutes and you'll see
2: i mean it says it's been a, i can see the recording so
0: what we're good
2: yeah you i can, can see, see the recording yeah, yeah. It says live one hour and 28 minutes where yeah but, that, wait, yeah, but that's on skype not garage
0: yeah, no, I'm using GarageBand so I can actually save it and and then upload it.
2: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay.
0: And I might even actually try using this RJ forty five port and plug this bitch into the straight into the router so it doesn't take forever to upload.
2: Yeah, probably use all that all the upload speed of yeah, what, that. is it forty gigs you got out there?
0: No, I got a gig up and a gig down.
2: Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah,
0: like remember you when good. when we, I had you help me set that up, and even the girl from Spectrum was like, all right, yeah, here, let me run the speed test. Oh, wow. He got, like, 1.2 up and 1.0 down. I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's go.
1: I might get that
2: Google Mesh thing so I can have, like, a hub up in my room. Um, yeah, if you do a Mesh network, it doesn't have to be the Google one. It could be that Nikir has their own, you know, a few, a few different companies. Linksys has their own. Um, those are a pretty good setup if you want to have reliable coverage all throughout the house. Well, that's the thing. My
1: my office, um, I do not have good coverage in my office. I have, like, right now, my laptop, my phone is probably sitting at like half. You know, maybe a little bit more than half of the bars. So, so um my office sucks when it comes to network and I, I don't know why.
2: Yeah. You could put one where your, uh, where your current, uh, router is one in your room and then maybe one in the back room. Yeah. Think, I'd probably do that. Or in the kitchen or so well, Maybe not the kitchen because the kitchen's not a great space to put that stuff, but you know, you, you guys can
0: figure it out. What do you out. mean? I thought electronics loved water.
2: <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about <laughs> like the microwave and stuff. Because
0: oh, even uh, better.
2: I had, a, I had a spectrum call one time, and I went there to try to diagnose an issue. And they had their router at the beginning like at the when you first walk into their house, and their kitchen's in the back, and they had a room like off to the side. Um, and in the room off to the side, they couldn't get any internet or anything like that. And the appliances in the kitchen were interfering with their signals. <laughs> <laughs> Like,
1: oh,
0: that's, that's well, interesting. That, there's your you're problem. Gonna,
1: you're going to have to set up the nest for me then. I, I don't know shit from networking.
0: Yeah, neither do I. I couldn't even get my own fucking internet going here. And I, I was doing good. I was following all the steps and then I clicked wrong on something and everything just went to shit. And I was like, Andrew, come help. I fucked it up. <laughs> oh, man. That's why you love me, right?
2: Well, you gotta be tech
0: support. It's <laughs> just <laughs> I mean, you only worked for him for what, four years, five years?
2: I was only a second for two. Really?
0: I thought it was longer than that.
2: Nope, it was two years. Yeah. Just like a month over two years. So it was like a, two years and a month or something like that.
0: Oh, well. The
2: more you
1: know. Yeah, right? All right, well, I'm going to sign off here. All
0: right. Yeah. Thanks time. for having me on
1: the podcast. Time a, Good talk yeah, with you guys.
0: anytime, guys, anytime. Whether you both want to show back up or just one, you let me know. Will do. Will do. All right. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for episode number, shit, 28, I think we're on here, of the Lefties Rule the World podcast, and we will see you next time.